Hey Rebels, Kiana here, the producer of the Revenue Rebels podcast. This month, we're doing something a little different. Roan recently joined the Amp Up Your Digital Marketing podcast, where she and hosts Glenn Gaudette had a very insightful conversation about marketing-led customer experience, what it is, and how it can benefit B2B companies. So we're switching things up and sharing an episode of Roan in the interviewee seat. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Revenue Rebels, the podcast that brings marketing and sales rebels together to share their stories and thinking on all topics related to accelerating revenue generating activities in the B2B world. On this show, we talk about the strategic vision of marketing-led customer experience that unleashes the combined power of technology, content, and data. Are you ready to rebel? Let's get into the show. Today, we're speaking with Roan Morgan. Roan, welcome to the show. Hello, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. Roan, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, Sure. So I've been in marketing for 25 plus years, and I have founded a company about 10 years ago, 2009, called Demand Lab. So it's an agency that I launched to really respond to the impact of technology in marketing. So I've done a lot of non-high-tech marketing, but as things were progressing and growing, really exciting opportunities to be able to really explore what technology and how it was impacting the work that I do and then the work that we do for our clients, ultimately, to help bring customer obsession into tactical action. So my work now is actually really making sure that the team at Demand Lab is supporting our clients achieve their business goals around customer experience, around leveraging technology, leveraging data, and also content to you know do things like increase revenues at the end of the day. So if we work backwards from customer experience, could you just define when, when you think of customer experience or define customer experience, what would that be? Sure. So customer experience has, uh, you know, it occurred to me as I was learning early days around about customer experience and hearing this buzzword really develop. I thought, but wait, that's what we've been doing all along, right? And I think any good marketer probably is having the same thought. Well, that's that's what we care about. That's why I'm here. So at Demand Lab, well, we started very much around MarTech enablement, really ensuring that people, companies, our clients were using platforms like Marketo um, or Salesforce and that sort of thing to drive a customer journey. It really ultimately bundles into what we now call the marketing-led customer experience. And for us, this is a new approach that really elevates marketing into the role of what we think about as the customer champion, a journey creator, and we even call them the experience innovator at times. Um, so, you know, when marketing led customer experience is really well implemented at an organization, we're seeing that it's optimizing every customer interaction, right? And it's really pulling together what used to be a rather siloed process where customer experience was sort of owned by maybe too many different teams or organizations within a a company. So what you're doing in this is you're using technology, data, and content, as I said a little bit early, to really engage um, with a company's audience, but in a way 
that matters to the customer. So it's to us, it's sort of married with being highly customer obsessed. Do you see it ubiquitous between B2B and B2C or do you see real distinctions between the two? I think that there are still distinctions, but I don't think that there should be any distinctions. So it's a great question, actually. So there are still distinctions because the way I see it, I think that it really was born out of the B2C environment in the way that we look at it now and sort of experience it now, especially in the digital age, right? So digital marketing, now there are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of touch points. And, you know, most of that is on multiple devices and that sort of thing. So the B2C side of the house was really innovating around. You see these big giants, Amazon, Zappos, Apple, that sort of thing, really taking that and, and diving head on into creating really spectacular customer experiences that were highly engaging and drove a lot of value for the customer, but also a lot of value for the business. And I think that the B2B space was a bit slower actually in, in taking that on. And in, in a sense, the customer was expecting it. You know, the customer has really become accustomed to and, and expects to have a very fluid, very non-frictional sort of experience with whoever they're engaging with, be it a, you know, a B2C organization or a B2B and you're at your work, you're, you're maybe a buyer within an organization and you're reaching out to another company to purchase something, you need that to be just as easy as everything else that you're doing right now. So I think expectations have really risen, which are pushing the B2B organizations in this direction, which I think is fantastic. So I think one of the challenges that many companies have is they have this bifurcated experience, right? So the, the experience of actually going through the buying journey to become a customer. And then once they become a customer, it's a different experience. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you, you think there should be some consistencies between the two. And how should companies start thinking about that? Oh yeah, there there has to be consistency between the two. You're, of course, I think that you you certainly are reading me very well during this conversation. I wear my heart on my sleeve, as they say, right? You know, loyalty is one of those. Um, I think I don't want to say it's an afterthought because it isn't, um, but too often it's not given enough attention, probably and even budget, you know, within organizations. So from loyalty, then builds your champions and the people that are going to be your referral customers and, you know, sort of really deepen the, the relationships that you, that they have with the company that ultimately helps you to grow, right? Your organization and, and build, you know, they're, they're the ones that are coming in and saying, yes, I believe in this company and I will help. I will support, you know, um, their efforts. You know, we believe in them. So how do you bridge the two? It's really ultimately about teamwork. You know, we all have to be rowing in the same direction. We, have to make sure that organizations are, you know, have the performance indicators that are all sort of ultimately bubbling up to the highest level. So from the top down sort of vision, we have to know, um, okay, here are the 15 things we need to accomplish, or here are five ultimate business goals. And how does every single one of the individual teams within the organization impact these goals? So when you think about the organization, every single team member, every single team has to understand how they're impacting 
the customer experience. They have to know how important it is that they're playing a role. So an example might be accounting or accounting who's, you know, sending out invoices or, you know, that sort of thing. They might not feel like they're really part of that customer experience division or, or work stream, but in fact, they absolutely should be and they can be. And there's some really exciting ways to pull every team member through a customer experience plan. So when you have somebody in accounting who's also dedicated to a customer experience, they might be more aware of when to, you know, handle maybe a big client who is maybe late in payment, but they might, if they have the access to the insight within their ERP system or the CRM, they might see what's going on in some other organizational functions so that they can say, well, how can I improve that experience? Maybe it's not sending out an invoice at that particular time. Maybe they need to talk to somebody internally. So, you know, they also become much more integrated into the full organization, I think. So I think I see where this may be going because what I was thinking in the back of my head is marketing doesn't necessarily control accounting. They don't, they don't control sales. They don't control customer success or even support. So then how does marketing have that influence without the authority? And so it sounds to me that the direction that you're recommending that marketing departments go is through data and, and through the education using the data. Is that a good description of this? Without a doubt. And, you know, the data flows through systems and those systems need to be integrated. And the challenge that a lot of companies, large and small, is the integration of those systems. And, and of course, and if they're not, the data is all siloed. So certainly you have to have data and you have to be collecting the right data. You have to be putting the data into the right spots and sharing that information cross-functionally. And not only collecting it, but knowing how to then transform that data into something that is usable within the organization. So without a doubt, you know, we are huge believers in data as a foundation of everything that we're doing within marketing within an organization. So is where this is going that every company is going to have to have their own data warehouse? Because as we know, when it comes to the sales technology stack, the marketing technology stack, while the nirvana is everything talks to everything else extremely well, in reality, that's not always the case. So do we have to build this on our own? Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be built on your own. There are a lot of platforms that can really support and pull data from a lot of different sources to support some of that decision-making and and insights. And and it's a data warehouse. It's a master data management sort of discipline. It could be a data lake. So there are a lot of ways of approaching the data. In fact, we've we've actually built with, with a couple of clients who are in sort of a proof of concept stage, what we call the data puddle. And, you know, it's just sort of like, let's collect one piece of that information that's going to help you and see what we can build from there. And then we'll start to create that little pond into the lake, right? And um, those are really exciting because there's a great opportunities and aha moments. And there is some work behind it. And I do think you're right, actually. And there are some limitations within platforms in terms of how long they're holding on to the data, how long they can hold on to the data. There are also regulatory things that we need to consider in this as well. But 
ultimately, I do think people or rather companies should be owning all of the data and they, they should have this within, within their company, not necessarily just held inside of another platform. I, I do think you're right. I'm trying to get a sense of what you need to make this happen. I can certainly go to an agency like yours and try to leverage an external resource to help us build this. I could build it myself. At what point does this really make sense for the investment? Is it is it size of company? Is it revenue? How should we be looking at that? That's a great question. I do think that you have to look at your numbers. Again, we go back to data. So regardless of the size of the company, if you can collect even a few data points that help you identify the impact of a really impressive customer experience. So you look at your baseline. If you're taking three points or two points, whatever, whatever you have in the moment, and then add to that, what would you like to to collect? And how will you use that data once you collect it to improve your customer experience? There's a little bit of analytics juice there that you need to bring in. But even if you're small, I think you can start by looking at a few measures that you can tweak, you can correlate to revenue and to growth, and then tweak to grow revenue, right? And if you're very large, obviously, you're going to have more budget to put towards this. So I don't think that it has to be size specific. I would hate if it was size specific because any company, large or small, should be able to really deliver on an excellent customer experience. Amp Up Your Digital Marketing is sponsored by Gagalamp. Gagalamp is the leading employee advocacy platform that empowers companies to align their employees with their digital marketing efforts. Amp Up listeners can get a free guide to launching an employee advocacy program by visiting learn.gagalamp.com slash get started. Now back to our show. Most companies have a deluge of data. So they have a lot of potential noise. So in order for them to really start thinking about pulling some of these crumbs together, a lot of times it's mixing the crumbs from different systems. So if I was starting from scratch, are there a few key things that I might and I, and I know it's going to be different for every organization, but is there a way to think about going after that first few crumbs that can really just kind of turn on the light switch for me in, in certain areas of my business? So uh, top of mind for me is looking at some measures that everybody has, right? Renewal rates, churn rates, sales cycle. So how quickly are your buyers moving and converting through the sales cycle? Most businesses should have this, even if it's on an Excel spreadsheet. You know, Our clients will typically have this inside of their uh, ERPs and CRMs and that sort of thing. So looking at these very like sort of, sort of microscopically, looking really putting them under the microscope and saying, okay, what is every process that might impact renewals? What touches that renewal process or find out why people are churning. So then once you're able to sort of really dissect these measurement points and understand what's impacting them, start making tweaks to those programs or those tactics and really monitoring very tightly 
those measure points, right? So if you're looking at churn rates um, on a monthly basis, depending on your type of business or quarterly or annually, you know, that will change how you're going to approach it. But I really do think that these are the top three for me that I would sort of always start with because I think that everybody should have them. And do you, do you find that most people have them in one silo so they can get that number in one silo or are they going to have to mix a couple of silos to get to those numbers? I'm pretty sure you're, you're, a lot of companies are going to be mixing, even even the really big ones. They're going to find that that information is siloed for sure. Uh, you know, and things like uh, I know a big measurement to see to to really identify if your customer experience programs are really successful are things like your customer satisfaction score. And you think about that; that's always in another environment. You know, I mean, it should be in the same record as that customer, right? So so you have a single customer record, but so often it is found in the platform that you're using to measure your customer satisfaction. So it's it's a lot to pull together. Yeah. Yeah, so when when a company is actually doing this, a lot of times they may not know where, especially if you're in marketing, you don't necessarily know all the data points that might exist in some of these other systems. How would you advise a marketer to go about and kind of bringing all these groups together to get some visibility to even start making some recommendations on what data to pull in? Great question. And I think, you know, the way that we think about it here is that we might say it's a marketing led customer experience, but it absolutely is a full company wide initiative. And there are a few things that are really critical about this. Uh, first, you have to have buy-in and real belief in this from the CEO. So that means putting it into the context that they can really understand or appreciate, right? So how does it impact revenue acceleration, revenue growth, organizational growth? These are the things that they're accountable for. And once you have the leadership of the organization from the CEO into the executive team, you know, you can sort of pull that through into the entire organization because you do have to have, I think, buy-in from every level within an organization. So Ron, if there was one thing our audience could put into action today to really have impact with their digital marketing, what would that one thing be? You know, I'll admit we talked about this a little bit earlier. And the first thing I thought about was to be the optimist, right? So this is much more theoretical, <laughs> though. Um, you know, yep. push the company forward, look at life as, you know, and, and work through as though there are any po- anything is possible and that sort of thing. But through the conversation, changed my mind a little bit, although I think everybody should really work on that. Um, but I, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, kind of going back to what we were just touching on. Look at the data, start with the data, because this is how you're also going to be able to pull in your leadership. So if you can start to ensure the data is collected, that it is accurate, which is critical because it has to be believable, and then you can start to leverage that data to identify where you can improve and how that will impact the growth of the company, then you're able to really build the argument for developing a larger sort of customer engagement initiative within the organization. You have to be able to start with that executive team and drive their belief in how important this is. So 
from my perspective, you have to have real numbers behind everything you're saying. Thank you again. And a big thank you to our listeners for tuning into Revenue Rebels. Remember, you can get our show notes, links, and other content related to today's topic at demandlab.com slash revenue rebels. While you're there, let us know if there's a leader you want to hear from or a topic you'd like to hear more about on this show. You can find me on Twitter at Roan Morgan. It's R-H-O-A-N Morgan. And of course, look us up on LinkedIn, look up Demand Lab or search for R-H-O-A-N Morgan. And finally, only if you think we've earned it, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Until next time, Rebels, thank you.